So today we're going to be talking about the benefits of having an entrepreneurial mindset. Of course, not everyone in here is an entrepreneur. Who in here uh, somewhat identifies with being an entrepreneur? Okay, cool, cool. And the rest, the cool thing about this is, is that there are some benefits of gleaning uh, from entrepreneurs and how they think. All right, the first question was, an entrepreneur is a person who sees a problem and starts a business to what? Solve. Yeah, so an entrepreneur is a person who sees a problem and starts it. Number two, the first characteristic of an entrepreneur is they are a what? They're a what? Visionary, yep. Number three, the second characteristic is their what? Discipline. Discipline. And the fourth one is, the third characteristic is that they have passion. One thing that I love about this, and I'll kind of read through some of these points, then we'll get into reading. Val, you feel like reading today? All right, cool. Uh, it says, failure is a part of the learning process. It is when we fail that we are able to move forward successfully. Why are people scared of failure or afraid to fail? Because they don't know what the next step is. They don't know what the next step is. What else? Embarrassment. What? Uh, okay, let's write this down because y'all y'all excited about the topic of the camera? So number one is, what you say, Josh? You don't know what the next step is. Next steps? What you say, uh, was it Val or Jarvis? What, what, what y'all say? I say embarrassment. Embarrassment, okay. Fair. So fear, what would you, would you say, Val? No, I basically say the same thing. What people think about you. What others think, right? These three things is what keeps people from being a seller. They'd rather be a failure, not a seller. Like a seller is a person that says, no matter how turbulent, how wild the seas are, I can still see far. I still can keep going. So one of the first things we said that a person is afraid to fail is because they are afraid or unfamiliar with the next steps. So the thing is, how many of us tripped before? We walked, we tripped, we stumbled. Did you stop walking forever? No. I was thinking about it. One, one stumble, one stumble doesn't mean you can't walk again, right? The same as with failure. People say, well, I failed, so therefore I shouldn't try to sail. But that's life. You're going to make mistakes. And anytime I play ball, anytime I do anything, my mindset has been installed with the mentality of wins and lessons. I never lose. I always learn. It may be true that I lost, but it's not the truth. The truth is that there's something I can learn from this. So failure is one of those things that people say, well, I, uh, I don't want to step in that direction anymore because of how I misstepped before. But a person who've misstepped, they take five steps back to examine what caused me to misstep. That's what an entrepreneur does. That's what people who are owners do. They say, okay, I tripped up here, but instead of walking in fear, let me take five steps back and examine what did I do that caused me to fall. So some people are afraid to press forward because of next steps. Number two, embarrassment. Like, man, embarrassment is part of the, the journey. Like, like, there's going to be certain situations where you fail and it's going to be embarrassing. But at the same time, when you are a visionary, when you are a person that says, you know what, that was embarrassing before you all, but I'm not going to allow that to make me not go out there and ball and be successful. Number three is uh, what you say, Val, think or what people may think about them kind of goes with embarrassment. Who cares what people are thinking about you? Because you no matter what you do, you don't have enough time 
to go to everyone who got an opinion about you to try to change their mind. That's a waste of time. So there's going to be a lot of people that's going to think whatever about you, whether they think you are attractive or not attractive, whether they think you're good or not good. A lot of people have a lot of things to think about you, but don't allow what people think about you cause you to think about you. Like, I don't even want to be me anymore. I'm going to sink into being like somebody else versus being ready to be. But failure is a part of the journey. And all of us have to understand that if I'm going to stand, I'm going to have to fall. In order for me to be a sailor, I'm going to have some failures, right? So it says an entrepreneur is a person who sees a problem and starts a business to solve the problem. So like number two, it says the first characteristic of an entrepreneur is they are visionaries. But I like what the gentleman said before is that we should have an ownership type of mentality that I got to be able to say, even though I may not own the business, I am a business. Even though I may not be the founder of the brand, I am my own brand. What did Jay-Z says? He says, I'm, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. Mm. What he's saying is that, yeah, I, I, I have a business, but I am the businessman. All right. So I am the business. Right. And when you view yourself as a business, then you will take ownership everywhere you are because that's training ground to stand on your own ground. Right. So an entrepreneur's mentality is to see a problem or sees a problem and solves it. Right. So on a job, even though you may not have your own business right now, you can look around a place and say, OK, how can I take initiative and solve this problem. What are some of the benefits of being a problem solver? Why is being a problem solver a, a, a good person to be? You don't need to rely on other people. Yeah, you don't have to rely? You're not a liability. You said what now? You're not a liability. You're not a liability? Number three, what's another reason? We can stay with those two. Your values increase. Your values increase. So when you're a problem solver, you don't need your boss to always say, hey, bro, what you doing? Or, or can you do this for me? A problem solver says, I already saw it before you saw it. Or I see what you see because I understand business. So that's why you can't be um, uh, blind in the meantime, because you never know what the place you're in is giving you visualization of. Like, so, for instance, working at a school, how do I not know that God may not have me one day have my own school? I know Tyler said he wants to have his own school. So right now, while you're in school, you should be looking at every problem here. So about time it's time for you to have your own school, you can say, that ain't going to be a part of my school, or this might be a part of my school, or I will change things up. So a, a businessman, a visionary, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur always sees problems. Like, like seeing problems is different than seeing problems. So when a problem, when a person, when a problem Matic person sees a problem, they only see the problem. They don't see, they don't see the solution. So an entrepreneur or someone who's a visionary, they are not disturbed by problems because they know that I solve problems. And when you solve problems, the problem you solve solves your problems. So when I solve a problem for a company or solve a problem from a, for a school or I solve a problem in society, then it solves my pockets problems. Then it, when my money increased, now I can solve other problems. Like give, and receive. give and receive. So now as a problem solver, I got to say, hey, um, 
There's billionaire oppor- there's billionaire making opportunities in this room right now. It's all about seeing the problems. You someone created um, probably a millionaire off of a business that does whatever that what's that little uh, uh, what's the framing thing on that billboard? What's the things called? Um, the little computer thing that the um, the billboard paper thing that the the, the strip thing. <laughs> Whatever it is, someone's made a lot of money off of making those. Whatever these, uh, these these things are, right? Whoever invented lamination. Right. Whoever invented the whiteboard because they said, you know, maybe some kids had some problems with hearing the chalk. Hey, you see, you see they came up with that, uh, it's like this, like, bulletproof whiteboard. And it's like a little wall. And it's like, if there's a school shooter, you, like, pull it out and it forms, like, a room. But see, somebody, yeah. but think about that, somebody... It's probably a multi, multi, multi millionaire. Like they, like they just invented it, but it's like they putting it in all the public schools. In the, in but the think about how much that person made. Right. So think about the person who made that bulletproof, and now all you need is a, a school boards. Um, coming the, agreement. Coming agreement says we'll pay whatever. That's why you have to train your mind to not see problems, but see solutions of problems. If all you see is problems, you'll always be in problems. You'll always have problems. But that person was probably a student mm-hmm. or a teacher. Because they say, like, the whiteboard, like, sits on the whole wall. So it goes from, like, the top to the bottom. And then it's, like, it goes. So, like, if it was in this room, it would go on, like, that wall and that wall. And then you pull it out from the corner, like, uh, the corner of the wall. And slide it against and the door. And forms, like, the two walls right there. And they're bulletproof. And there's, like, a door that comes out on the inside. Yeah. yeah and that's... you can only unlock it with like a key that like the So that person can't even get in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like even if they do get in like the actual room, room they can't get by that door. Yeah. You can yeah, cuz they were shooting it like with with guns and stuff and it wasn't But think about how it's dual purpose. Uh-huh. It's a just in case. But it's also a board. It's also a board. <laughs> Somebody set in a whiteboards. That's like half the room is a whiteboard. But think about but think about how many lives are going to be saved for hundreds of years off of one person's vision. So now that makes you think about that's why I've trained my mind to always see problems and the potential solutions just in case there's a billion dollar idea. So every time you walk in a room, you got to have the mindset of saying, what problems can I solve here? You got to analyze everything like. What will make a computer better? What will make, uh, uh, like you said, the bulletproof? Uh, what will make innovation never stop, stops? If and once imagination stops, innovation stops. Yeah. I gotta always imagine. I gotta always have an imagination that says, you know what? Just in case, I gotta keep my brain trained that way because a visionary says, hey, I, I can see it. Before it's seen. Now that person is rich forever. Because every public school in America will have it. And the government got money to say, hey man, you got the patents for it. Whatever. It's crazy how you can invent something one time but be paid for it billions of times. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. There's a lot of teachers who still teach but created something and put it on the little teacher's website Worksheets, stuff like that, and making hundreds of thousands of dollars off of templates that people use. So right now, you got to say, okay, every room I walk in, let me not speak in it. Let me look in it. And let me see, is there a potential life-changing, generational wealth-creating idea 
that, that would change people's lives. The bigger the problem you solve, the bigger your problems are solved. Money solves what? The Bible says money answers all things. The Bible never talks about money in of itself being evil. It says the love of it is. Money is a valuable asset. Can God really effectively use a broke person? No. <laughs> he can't. Oh, maybe the priest of the broke people, but... But then the broke person going to be like, can I have a dollar? And then he's going to be like, I'm broke too. So y'all have great conversation, but y'all can't do nothing for nations, right? Right. A problem solver, though, says, you know what? Let me find a big problem. Because if I solve a big problem, then I can get a big paycheck. And then big paychecks, right? So that's something you have to think about. It also said that uh, a problem solver is not, a, they're not a liability. What's the difference between an asset and a liability? A liability is somebody where it's like, they're almost like you can't use it for anything. Can't use it for anything. And a person that's an asset is what? Someone that you can use for like more than one thing. That's more than one like thing. Like above average it, something. That's right. Let's do an activity. Uh, a car is a what? Liability or asset? Asset. I mean, it depends. It depends on the That's what I want. That's It depends. How can a car be a liability? How can a car be an asset? Because you can You can have a limit, and that'd be a liability, because you're putting money into the car, but the car doesn't work. But you could also have a car that's an asset, that like a car that you can get at a lower price, but as like time goes on, it like goes up in value. So that's one angle. What's another thing I'm looking for? I'm looking for something else specifically. That's accurate, though. That's correct. What's something else I'm looking for? What makes a car a liability? What makes a car an asset? An asset is in like you can make money with your car. There we go. You can be like, oh, I'm not Rick Ross be doing. He be putting all, he be renting his car to. Oh no, not even that. You can be like, I'm an Uber driver. Bro, he be renting a car like $300 food. So a car is a liability because it takes money. Right. A car becomes an asset when it makes money. A house becomes a liability when it takes money. So a house that I have right now. It's not an asset to me. I don't own it. Number two, it takes money from me. But when I get a house and I flip it and I have people live in it, now it becomes an asset. So one thing can flip depending on whether a person can see or not. So a liability means it, 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 I can't trust it. It takes from me. So that's why you got to look at your friendships and say, is this person a liability or asset? Do they take money from me? Do they take time from me? Or do they give me time and give me money or money ideas, right? So a problem solver says, I'm not a liability. Like, you want to be an asset. Right now, I'm an asset to victory, right? Because of what I give, right? I can be a liability and me being a liability gets me fired. But being an asset increases... The more problems I solve, the more money I can make, right? But the goal is not just to have what? One revenue stream. The goal is to have to create so many assets, these little buckets, so that when it rains, all of it collects water. Asset is saying, I got to create enough asset, enough streams that when the clouds break open, the water flows into my different assets. So right now we talked about, like, uh, uh, like that's why the crazy thing is wealth is inside of you right now. You have unbirthed assets in you right now. Right now, I'm going to birth out of me nine books. My 10th book will come out next month. 
I done birthed four card games. I done birthed a coaching program. Like, so now there's about 13, 14 streams. Do you know that right now as a young person, if you start building ideas and building assets, what happens when you go viral? What happens when, when the cloud comes up over your properties? And all of a sudden, now it's your time to rain. What's the point of being rained on, but don't collect the water that rained? Mm. What happens? Go ahead, say again. So you become mud. You become mud. Well, and now you have a moment. Now you help me preach this. Now you have a moment where, because what happens with clouds? Does it, does it rain for a thousand years straight? You can miss your moment because you wasn't prepared for the moment. They say success happens when opportunity meets what? Preparation. So when I have already prepared on ground, when something comes above ground, I can capitalize on it. So you got to start thinking about assets right now. And you can still, like Val, you say you want to be a teacher, right? Val could be a teacher for 40 years and still be a multimillionaire. They said the three top earners of all society were engineers, something else, and then teachers. Because teachers are reachers. Like teachers are able to get into the minds of people and say, hey, right now I'm working on some stuff right now that, that I've already created for public schools. Like once I get this out started next year, it's over for you, boy. It's a wrap because there's hundreds of thousands of kids in in each different jurisdiction. So a visionary looks back and says, if I solve one kid's problem, I can solve millions of kids problems. And if I solve a million kids of problems, then I can have millions of dollars to solve whatever problems may come into my life. But you have to be a visionary. Also, we said number three was you're valuable, right? So an entrepreneurial mindset says, I come and see problems and I'm my own business. And I own wherever my feet are sewn, right? Now, uh, I got right here, it says that, um, oh, we already talked about that. So uh, the second characteristic is their discipline. Entrepreneur or person with that mentality or discipline, they say, No matter what, I will see this. Like, your vision has to be big. See, there's a difference between being a, a visionary and a dreamer. What's the difference? A dreamer is somebody that's just gonna like think about it and not really do nothing. That's right. And a visionary is somebody who's gonna be like, Okay, now what do I have to do? Like, what are these small little steps that I can do to get started? And then after that, just like keep going step by step. They say a dream without a plan stays a dream. How many, how, many, how many of us or you have heard of people that, or it may have been you, where you turned on a TV and you saw an idea that you had years ago mm-hmm. and somebody else is doing it? Yeah. Mm. I don't feel very yeah. devastating. I remember I had an idea years ago because I was like, ice can't fit into soda cans. Ice cannot fit into uh, uh, soda bottles. And I was like, man, now I got to wait this long period of time for my soda to get cold. If I would have just took some time just to look at the soda bottle and said, how can I get ice in it? I would have created a thin little ice little ice tray, put water in it, put it in the freezer, and got this little thing, you pop it open, and it'll fit in a can. I went through Harris Teeter one time or some store, and hanging on the side of the soda aisle was thin ice cube trays. Oh, wow, bro. The same thing. The same thing that I saw, but I saw the problem, but I didn't have time to come up with the solution. All I kept talking about was, I sure wish my soda was cold. But imagine being a, that nine-year-old kid that says, you know what, let me, let me research some rubber 
of mold companies that can make a mold. What if I would have just tested it out and just say, you know what, let me let me take this to a, a manufacturer. Even if they bought me off for two million dollars and they made a billion dollars, I'm still worth two mil off that. As a nine-year-old. That's a great start. That's a great start. Because because the goal in life, there are some things like I don't mind being a sellout, but I won't sell out. I don't mind selling out certain things. If I have five ideas and three of them ain't worth for me holding on for the rest of my life, I'm going to sell out those things. Hey, take it. Give me four million for that. Give me 10 million for that. Give me 100 million for that. But there are certain things I'm not selling. My soul and, and whatever it is that, that is generational wealth developing for generations of my family. Yep. But some ideas was not meant for you to hold for a long period of time. Some ideas for you got to be like, man, you could really. God ain't looking at Do you know how many times God looked at us and was like, man, you can make four mil off this idea if you just do it? Like, 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 fam, like, you're poor because you have a poor perspective. Like, mm-hmm. like if you would just look at it, and, and you'd be surprised how much. Do you know how many God given billionaire generating ideas pass our faces every day i'm pretty sure it's a lot it's a lot it's not even a little it's not like oh man it comes around every 10 no. years it comes around every probably 10 hours because so, you like i was just thinking i was like you like oh like problems with like school and stuff and like i thought about like eight games like what i'm sitting in right now it's a problem <laughs> You can create, you can create for, for kids who, like, there's a lot of kids who, who like, that's why, who, that's why they came up with the rocking chair. There's certain kids that have to rock, right? There's a lot of different ideas. And problem solving doesn't mean I have to create a huge adjustment. One small tweak can make you millions. So people think that everything has, everything that has been created, everything that could be created has already been created. That's not true. Because everything needs innovation. Like every field you go in, the Holy Spirit is going to give you insight on how to innovate it, how to make it better. Like that's why I take my time through the hallways. I'm looking at everything because just in case there's a billionaire idea in my face. And how many of us, if we say, you know, I'm going to train my eye to have vision and I'm going to be disciplined, then man, I can change it. But the third character trait is that it has to be in an area that you're passionate about to a degree. But it has to be some passion in it. Like, if you have a passion for basketball, then I will look at basketball and be like, how can I change the game forever? How can I help the analytics? How can I help teams pick this? It, there's, you can do that with accessories. You can do that with training. Like, Deion Sanders hired this lady, and now, because she uh, interior decorated at Jackson State, now she's interior decorating at Colorado University, which then opened bigger doors for her. But but some way, somehow, Dion had a problem. She had a solution. And so now you got to say, whatever it is that I'm passionate about, let me develop the right type of perspective that solves the problems in that sector. Right. All right. Let's get into the lesson real quick. We're going to read some. <clears throat> and then I probably this is my my favorite lesson because I'm an entrepreneur. And and um, these are these are some things that I'm passionate about because uh, having a business, I'm not saying everyone's going to be a business owner, but we have to understand how society has warped our view of, of, of success. They want you to be employees, not employers. They want you to work for someone versus working for someone till you can work for yourself. Like the goal is ownership. Cause right now you want to be at a place that if they fire you, you've already hired you. You already in business because you a business man. You a business woman. 
Like, if you carry yourself as a business, you're always in business. And when you understand that mentality, you'll say, okay, God, what business is in me? So that if, if I was to lose my job today, I'm straight. My wife was able to look me in my face after she done went through whatever she went through with having our child. She was like, I don't want to work no more. And I was able to say, you don't have to work no more. That's a blessing. Because I'd rather be a blessing than be a stressing. They'd be able to say, no, we need you to work. Well, you have to work because I was, I didn't, I was half of what I could have been. So now I don't have anything to give you. Because as a man or as a person, you want to be able to say, you know what? I'm a business. I carry myself. Even though you may not have a business, you carry yourself like you have one or that you are one. And you'll be surprised how far you'll go. Now, let's get into it. A learning objective for this lesson is to identify the common characteristics of an entrepreneur. Number two, to understand the value of failure and to evaluate the importance of developing a positive personal brand. Uh, the main idea is developing, developing an entrepreneurial mindset. And, and that's what we said before. Not everybody is going to just go out there and start a business, but you can work for somebody and have uh, 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 copyrights, uh, 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 inventions on the side while you work. You may not be a person that says, I deal with them, I hire people. Or you may not want to be a part of it, but you can still create ideas working for a school like Val one day, and she'll be a multimillionaire teaching third graders because she created a new way of curriculums, right? Etc. But it says developing an entrepreneurial mindset and building your personal brand will be lifelong, keyword, lifelong tools to help you grow in your career and do work that matters. Let's go, Val. Um, what is an entrepreneur? Do you know someone who owns their own business? Maybe you've even thought about starting a business one day. That means you either know or plan to be an entrepreneur. That's exciting. An entrepreneur is a person who starts their own business, and that's a big deal. It takes a unique person to take on the risk of starting a business. No matter how much you've thought through it, you can never be sure that the risk will pay off and you will be successful. For entrepreneurs, taking risks and growing a business go hand in hand. It's like a baseball player deciding whether to steal second or keep his foot on first. Should he risk getting thrown out or just play it safe? Sure, he may get thrown out, but he'll never steal a base if he doesn't go for it. I like that. Let's stop there for a minute. Like, like you got to be a risk taker because the bigger the risk, the bigger the what? The reward. The little the risk, the little the reward. Like, if I don't shoot my shot, like I remember when I shot my shot at my wife, that was a big risk. <laughs> But look who's but look who's wearing my jersey today. You see what I'm saying? There's going to be times where you got to learn how to be a shooter. We're not talking about shooting at every girl, shooting at every guy. But you got to learn how to say, you know, I'm going to take this risk. Like, like, because you just never know. And if you always stay on first or you always never go to bat, you'll never hit a home run. Like, life is about taking risk. And you're going to have to take risks sometimes. But not taking risk is a risk. Because what if there's a big reward behind the risk? And God can't grab your wrist to take a risk. He can't. It has to be something that you see. You got to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to take this risk because if God is leading me in that direction, I know there's going to be a great reward. Let's keep going, Val. I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Um, in the business world, as well as in life in general, the willingness to take on risk is one of the ways leaders are different from followers. Mm. So what does that have to do with you? Even if you never start your own business, you can learn to think and act like an entrepreneur. 
Keep going, swear. You walk, yes, ma'am. People with an entrepreneurial mindset are not only risk takers drawn to opportunity, but they've also learned from personal experience the value of failure and the power of a personal brand. Let's keep going. The value of failure. We all know that sinking feeling that hits when you know you've messed up. It might be a failing grade on a test, or maybe you missed the winning shot, or you dropped the ball on one of your duties at work. No one enjoys that feeling of failure. Words of wisdom. Often success happens not despite failure, but because of Man, that's deep. I'm going to read that a little bit. It says, we all know that sinking uh, feeling that hits when you've messed up. It might be a failing grade or a test. Or maybe you missed the winning shot or you dropped the ball or one of your duties at work. No one enjoys the feel. Feelings are not what? Permanent. permanent. Or I, permanent factual. They're not factual. They're not permanent. So if you live your life off of feelings, then you miss out on fulfilling. I say this all the time, and it's in my book that I'm writing now. The best feeling you will ever feel is fulfilling. Oh, thank you. When you're fulfilling your purpose, even if you fail in it, you understand from a different angle. So the issue is, and we talked about that in the video, was is that it's identity issues. Failing doesn't mean you're a failure. Failure is I have identified in the failing. That's the identity problem. So now I'm scared to try again because I've identified myself in a previous failure. This words of wisdom is powerful. It says often success happens not despite failure, but because of failure. Do you know we only see the final product, right? But we never saw the tons of failures a person made. This light bulb, the person's Thomas Edison, a thousand times he failed. But on a thousand and one, he created a light bulb. Like how many times like failure gives you an opportunity to learn and to earn. It says, but because of failure, a lot of a lot of my success, a lot of people's success and a lot of your success in the future is going to be because you failed. Because failure gives you a new way of looking at the thing that, that you want to have. So let's keep going. Accepting failure and a constructive feedback can be difficult if you think of failure only as negative. But every failure is a chance to learn something. That's the value of failure. Yes, you read that right. The value of failure. We'll stop. We'll not stop there, but we'll talk about that. Like, there's a value in failure, man. Can I get someone to tell me a, a moment that they failed but continued to sail? Like, you failed, but you learned from it. And you was like, man, I became a better person just from learning from that failure. Or give an example of a failure that people can learn from if you don't have one or don't want to share one of your personal ones. It was like, and I know people can relate to this because it's sports related, but mm -hmm. it was our first loss, like, because it was the first game of the season and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I came into it and I thought I was prepared, but I wasn't prepared at all. Yeah. Like, and, like, I missed tackles and stuff like that, and then, like, I ended up getting hurt. And I felt like, I don't know, it taught me a lot, mm -hmm. like, to be patient when it comes to, like, the sport I'm playing in. Yep. And to like really move at my own pace. Yep. But like, yeah. I see. Why. Yeah, I mean, and those feelings are real. Like, like you know, who've all missed a game-winning shot before? Who all missed a game-winning pass? We've all been in situations where our lack of you said what now? Students that have 
Student staff, I mean, there was a lot of failures in that, but, you know, um, I wasn't going to say nothing about it, but they, they brought it up, you know. And imagine. Why would you like? You know you did something good, so why would you only remember like all the bad stuff? And that's why I tell people never identify yourself with the first failure. Like imagine you took a game winning shot, missed it, and then you never took one again. What was that Jordan commercial? I wish I had it pulled up already, and maybe I probably should pull up. When Michael Jordan was saying uh, how many shots he missed. Because what, what I seen was, like, um, I seen this, like, Damian Lillard. Um, it wasn't the interview from, like, it was, like, a long time ago. He was talking about how, um, like, in the team huddle, they was like, okay, he wants, who wants to take the game with a shot? And then he was like, I do. And he said that, like, five times, and he missed all five times. And then, like, the next time, <laughs> the next time he was like, I want it. And they was like, bro, no, you've missed, like, five in a row. And he was like, he was like no, like. I want to shoot it. And then he finally made it. And then after that, they were like, you clearly don't care if you miss make it. So yeah. we're just going to let you take it. That's the mentality you got to have. Fearless. Right? I'm going to play this real quick. I'm going to say, because he had an interview with his team. And he was like, bro, by the fifth time, we were like, bro, no. He was like, five in a row. Pass that, bro. One of the greatest players of all time clearly has shown that people ain't gonna remember the misses. Nobody, no, when you think when you talk about Jordan, they rarely talk about the Wizards, Jordan. <laughs> they talk about that six for six. You see what I'm saying? When when LeBron retires, they're not gonna talk about how many years. They're gonna talk about he won championships for three teams. And also won the scoring championship. So when it's all said and done, people got a lot to say while you're doing, but they don't have a lot to say when you've done. If you ever remember anything, remember this. People are going to have a lot to say while you're doing it, but they're not going to have much to say at all when it's done. Let's look at Noah. After he the, leaves, I ain't going to lie, but I don't even know basketball going to be really watchable without LeBron. It's not, but that's, but that's the significance of... Being great. So, huh? Noah. So, we look at Noah for, for decades. Oh, nah. He, he might be prophesying. You know, if Bronny, if Bronny gets drafted by the Kings, he might. But, but Noah, we, we see that concept with Noah for 
decades, they talked and ridiculed Noah while he was building his big boat. Imagine building a boat in Dubai or building a boat in a desert where it hasn't rained in years. And, and people are looking at you building this big, gigantic boat for 80% of your life. And then all of a sudden, the same people mocking you feels the rain. And now everybody wants to talk to you. That's why it's important. I love that story because Noah didn't lock himself in the boat. God locked him in. Because if God wouldn't have locked Noah in, Noah might have been too nice. And sometimes God is elevating you and he makes it where it is is so uh, 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 dumb of you to let somebody come with you. Because he knows you'll be too nice. And sometimes God closes certain doors or removes people so far away because he knows you may try to make a way for them to come in. But like I said before, a lot of people got to say when you're doing, but not much when it's done. Let's keep going, uh, Val. You said, uh, oh, well, let's look at characteristics of an entrepreneur. It says, review this list of entrepreneurial characteristics. Place a check next to the characteristics that come natural to you and an X next to the ones you need to work on. So let's go through it. So put a check. Are you confident or not? You don't have to talk about it, but just, just check it. What about risk taker? Check or X. Are you adaptive? Are you a fast learner? Do you have a strong work ethic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you motivated? Oh. Are you a creative thinker? Are you a visionary? Innovative? Takes initiative? Disciplined? Courageous? Passionate? Independent and versatile? Yeah, so 15 characteristics of an entrepreneur are listed here. One fifty five. My my pause. Yeah, one fifty five. Yeah. So all these coexist with each other and are are valuable traits that you have to examine. So I'm going to let you guys take about 30 seconds to fill that out. These are just great traits to have, whether you are an entrepreneur or a business starter at all. Like It's very important to be confident. You're going to have to take risk, especially as a husband. And you have to take a risk as a woman to even be, to even be with a man. That's a risk taking. You got to make sure, hey, before I take this risk, I got to make sure it's worth the risk. Um, I got to be adaptive. I got to be able to adapt. That's why when y'all say, Mr. Ezzy, you know, stand up to the establishment, stand up to uh, Miss Riley and Miss McCullough. I'm, I'm adapt. I'm submitted. I can't, I can't just ruffle feathers. They're, they're, it's their feathers. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I don't own the feathers. They, I don't own the wings. What did they say about our ideas? I took a picture of it, but they did. Someone erased it. I think they had SAT. I'm not sure they had SAT. Uh, but y'all got to type it out and submit it and send it to them. But you also got to be a fast learner. You also got to have a strong work ethic and all these traits. Let's keep going, Val. It says bottom line. Bottom line, don't think of a figure as a negative. When it happens, own your part in it and then learn from it. If you fail the test, make plenty of time to study for the next one or get a tutor. If you messed up at work, first apologize and then do what you can to fix it. Failure teaches personal responsibility, another soft skill. 
and helps you grow. So expect failure and learn from it as you pursue your dream. Let's stop there. I like that. It says expect failure. Like you're going to fail again. But your preparation determines what kind of failure. Like you don't want to be a failure as a dad. You know, there's, there's certain significant positions that you is not be. It may not be good for you being a failing category. You know what I'm saying? But it says, don't think about failure as a negative. When it happens, key word, when it happens, not if it happens, own your part in it. And they say here that one of a, one of a good um, soft skill to have is taking personal responsibility. Yo, that's on me, fam. Yeah. That's on me. That's that. A lot of people don't have that skill because they're victim. They're victims of of whatever happened to them. They have a victimized mentality. Like, oh, well, the reason why I did this to you, the reason why I broke your heart is because someone broke mine. Or the reason why I'm not good to you because my dad wasn't there. My, my. At the end of the day, if you step into the role of a husband, wife, business owner, whatever, and you have to serve people, it doesn't matter what people have served you. You still got to serve your best. So if you always have a victim mentality, you're not going to be successful. And you're going to hurt people. Personal responsibility says, you know what? I didn't go to bed in time. I didn't study. Men lie. Women lie. Numbers don't. Jay-Z said it. I'm, just, I'm quoting Jay-Z today, apparently. <laughs> Men lie. Women lie. Numbers don't. The numbers say a lot. <laughs> like, like, I can't get mad when the stats come out. Should I be heartbroken because of the stat of one game? No. But if I got the same stats for 12 games, something wrong with me. <laughs> I got to change something. Personal responsibility says, you know what? Let me take responsibility of myself to help myself. Uh, let's keep going, Val. Personal brand. Most people know what a brand is. You have a favorite shoe brand and a favorite brand of soft drink. Brands are everywhere. But do you know why branding is so important? A brand tells the story of a product through creative packaging and advertising so it can stand out from the competition. A brand might focus on the quality or value of a product, or a product's brand might make the customer feel a sense of joy, trust, youthfulness, or beauty when they use it. Your personal brand has the same purpose. It's a way of identifying your skills, experiences, and strengths and communicating those to the world. You want to identify what makes you different from everyone else, especially when you apply for a job. Your education, experience, talents, and personal attributes can help define your personal brand. For example, if you spend a semester of college studying abroad, learning a new culture and language, or volunteer to help a community after a natural disaster that sets you apart, Mention those unique experiences on your resume or in a job interview. What you learn and how you grew as a person through experiences like that are important to an employer. Believe it or not, your personal brand can also be reflected in how you react and respond to failure. And that ties back to having the mindset of an entrepreneur. This all works together. Because when you take risks, you're going to fail sometimes. We'll stop there. That personal brand... Topic is important. Right now, you are a brand, and other people are consumers. Like, let me, uh, three or five people, it can be how many ever. What's your favorite brand? It can be shoes, clothing, restaurant, it could be whatever. I mean, it may not even be in this state. What's your favorite brand? And why is Jordan? Why? 
is Jordan your favorite brand? <laughs> um, <laughs> Jordan is just Jordan is great. I like wearing them because especially if I'm doing basketball, there's another like boost I can do doing basketball. I see. Ain't no wrong. I see. That's cool. What's another brand? Or let me ask you because what attracted you to the Jordan brand? Um, when my brother bought me um Air Jordans, when he bought me that first time, I'm like, okay, this is why I like to wear. So that's cool. I, I probably have like a whole closet full of them. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it was Nike, but I don't like the tripping. So, <laughs> but see, a brand is all about how it how it makes you feel. I think it said it here. It says uh. A brand might focus on the quality of value of a product, so that's that's a part of a brand. Let me write some of that. So part of a brand is its quality, how it makes you feel. Another part of a brand, um, the story it tells. Another part of a brand is um, how it makes other people feel. So feel times two. Um, it's difference. Also, a brand is measured by, uh, for example, if you say, uh, uh, that makes sense. So, Nike, apparently, before, I'm, I'm assuming, the Kyrie situation, right? I mean, is that... The John Moran can go around. No, it's, no, it's the fact that everything, like, lines up. It's like... They drop Kyrie for Ja, and then Ja does something way worse than what Kyrie did, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "No, he's the face of our brand." When and you still have KD, uh, LeBron, and Giannis on that, you gonna say Ja is the face of our, <laughs> our brand? Mm-hmm. He over here not even playing. He got suspended for flashing guns, and then, then pictures got leaked. He was at the club. It's like that's the person that you want to represent. He started messing up before his shoe even came out. And think <laughs> about this though. Like, bro, you finna like you gonna suspend somebody because he wants to tell people to go educate themselves, and then you gonna suspend them and break your break your ties with them when they was literally like the main person for your brand. If you go into a basketball, even now, if you go into a random basketball court, you're going to see 90% of the people in there have Kyrie's on. That's real. You're not going to see 90% of the people with Jaws on, or LeBron's, or KD's. But 90% also, of the people are going to have Kyrie's on. I feel like Kyrie, like, after the way he was treated, I feel like Kyrie probably acts the part ways. Cause well, no, like, because he, like, he was making the money, but at the same time, you, didn't, didn't, you remember Kyrie saying, like, oh, I don't really like what they're doing with my shoes. No, because that's because they just made a random pair. Like, whatever. All right, without him, that's what I'm saying. But that, was, but that was like a year before this happened. That was like last summer. And so when you think about... So when you think about a... So when you think about a brand, just like with Adidas, when, it, when Adidas dropped Kanye, everybody celebrated until the numbers got funny. Right. Now, now they want Kanye back. But what happened to your stance? That right there, you'll be surprised how commercial. Say it again. What you say? They waver. So think about this: a brand, a brand is basically what it stands on, right? Right now, they may advertise that Nike's doing well, but we don't really know if Nike's doing well. See what I'm saying? And that's the dangers. They're doing well. And that's the dangers. Think about this. That's the dangers of a brand because you can't trust in the brand you was yesterday because now, like, for instance, they'll say like a company was started by a grandfather and people love the company. 
but then the grandkids got a hold of it, changed the ideologies. Now the brand self-destructs. Yeah. That's why it's important to say, okay, before I stand on a brand, the cool thing about now, you can switch. You can be like, you know, I'm off Nike, I'm off Adidas. What you about to say? Go ahead, go ahead, Josh. All right. New balance is the way. Core values shouldn't change. Innovation can change, but these things can't change. Like, for instance, um, if my, like, what should stay the same is the materials we use for quality. The things that should always stay the same is how we make our customers feel, our customer service, and how, uh, 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 whatever. Also, what should never change is the story and what makes us different. So these are core things that can't change. Now, the colorways can change, the, the, the marketing can change, but it's rooted in these. And when you look at these traits in your own personal brand, you gotta ask yourself, what materials am I made of? Am I, am I a Walmart? Nothing wrong with being a Walmart um, brand thing, but, or am I, the, the, for instance, Quality, uh, a Honda and a Range, no, Honda and a Rolls Royce can both get you to the same place. But one gives a better ride. It's quality. It's made of better stuff. You got to say, is my brand high quality? Does it, it, am I made of high quality materials? Like, 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 for instance, um, it's the combination of things that makes a thing. For instance, um, I can go into, you coastware. Oh, I can go into um, a cupboard. Now, you've probably heard this analogy before. I have butter. I have eggs. I have oil. I have a stove. I have a pan. I have all these different things. I can make a what? A cake. I have all the ingredients. Now, there's different levels of cake. There's box cake. Homemade. There's homemade. Now, which one tastes the best? Homemade. Homemade. Homemade requires a little bit more high quality materials. This says just add water. I don't trust anything that just says add water. What I mean? Add water. <laughs> just add water, what about the eggs? What about the butter? What about the oil? Right. Next you're gonna say you ain't gotta put in the oven no more. Just add water. <laughs> Homemade says, <laughs> instant, it's instant, instant. You know what I'm saying? Homemade, you ever seen your mom, your grandma? Hey, hold on, you, you seen that thing? Um, it was like, uh, they, they had the, it was like a can on Amazon, it was like dehydrated water, and it was like, just add water, I saw that, it was like, 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 it like, like, there was wow. nothing in it, and it just said dehydrated water, and it was like, no idea, but, but you've ever been in the kitchen, and you got your mom or auntie with this up in there, that little extra, you see what I'm saying, and they actually love you, have you ever had a meal, same person made a meal out of love and out of I just got to hurt to get you fed. The meal is different. It's, totally different. it's different. It's very different. When they love you and they, they didn't want to make breakfast for you, the pancakes got the crisp. When they just, lo- when they just like you, you getting eggos. <laughs> they ain't even bringing out the waffle maker now. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they don't. Microwaving the eggs. You know, you got bacon from yesterday's. Uh, anyway. <laughs> What I'm saying is, is that you got to ask yourself, what ingredients am I made out of? Am I made out of high quality cotton or am I made out of just scrap cotton? Like, what is the quality of a person? That's your brand. 
Quality means the quality of my words, the quality of my actions, the quality of how I treat people. Like, like you ever felt, a, a, you know, when you when you go into your closet and, and, and there's a certain hooping shirt I hoop in. I can't hoop in mixed fabric shirts because it, it puts heat on me. I got to have 100% cotton shirts. So when I go hooping and I pack my bags, the 100% cotton shirts, because I know I, my skin needs to breathe. I need that 100% cotton quality. So my, I, when I'm hooping, I'm not overheating. Bro, people just be hooping anything. And that's why their games affect you. Yeah. Bro, people be like going to workouts in like pajamas. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, pajamas? I don't know yes. why. <laughs> bro, you I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's unfortunate how people have disrespected certain things that require certain quality. The second thing is, how do people feel when they come in and out of your presence? We don't, see... You always got to think about as a brand, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, open doors for ladies. Like, like people are watching ladies, how they dress, how they carry themselves, what they're insinuating, uh, how people, like, what's all, when someone comes to your presence, like, people think that your presence is just this. That's not your presence. Right now, somebody's enjoying my presence on YouTube in a whole other country. I'm here. But I put my presence in a video. Now it's felt somewhere. And now someone's going to reach in their pocket and be like, that blessed me. See what I'm saying? So your presence can be felt beyond you. Your presence can be felt in how somebody remembers you. So you done left their presence, but your presence haven't left them because now they're thinking, uh, yeah, I don't want to be around that person. Because he was this, he was that. We're just talking about 98% of the time. We're not talking about a time where somebody misinterpreted what you did. So now you got to say when someone walks into your presence. So when you walk, uh, when you pull up to Chick-fil-A, huh. why would you prefer most times Chick-fil-A over Popeye's? Because the quality of how we serve. I don't know. I kind of like both. It depends. It depends. It's a preference. For me, I'll pick it from my, my, air, my vantage point. If I see a Harris Tito over here uh-huh. and a Publix over here, uh, okay. I'm going to okay. choose Publix. Yeah. Because when I walk in here, see, nobody says good morning. Nobody says hello. It's, it's a bunch of te- teenagers literally on their phone at the self-checkout. Wow, wow that's crazy. That's when I go to Publix, I'm, I come out my car. Yesterday, I was at Publix getting chicken for was my, my, my mom, my, my wife's mom, but we just, I don't got no, I don't say mother-in-law. I was in the parking lot, man, trying to hold, have a whole conversation with me. How's your day, sir? Yeah, man, you need a buggy, sir? I'm like, I'm good. But I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you for... Suggesting, Suggesting right. right? And they was talking about how, like, there's different experiences when you enter and exit the place. So you got to be cognizant of how people enter your presence because what suggested? Does a girl feel comfortable around me? Does a guy feel comfortable around me? Like, 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 like certain high caliber women want high caliber men and vice versa. And so if you talking perverted, talking nasty... You don't got rid of the good girl. The good girl don't even want to be around you no more. And vice versa. There's some guys right now, you, like for instance, if I was in y'all's world, if I see a girl, no matter how sexy, quote unquote, she looks, I don't want her as a wife. Everybody wants the Instagram model. Everybody wants the OnlyFans. But when it comes to be your only one, man, you don't want that OnlyFan, that person. Because you're going to be like, if you, why would I want something everybody already seen? I'll mess with you. But I won't build with you. It's a big difference. Right? So personal brand is important. It's like, 
Maybe I should cover myself a little bit more. Maybe I should carry myself differently because this is the brand. And women and men can't be offended when cheap people want to holler at you. Because you look cheap. <laughs> there are certain women. <laughs> Keith, Keith, Keith is testifying. Not testifying, but he, I'm preaching right now. There are certain people you'll look at and you'll be like, yeah, I talk to you like that because you advertise. <laughs> Yeah, but if you see a classy woman walk by, if you see a classy woman that's caring, you're going to act different. Oh, you know. There's certain girls in the school that you'll, you know, spit game to. There's certain girls you'll be like, how you doing? So you, <laughs> let me get that bag for you. You're, you're a gentleman on the spot, right? By how, and also with men, too. We switch up. Now, uh, we'll stop there because the bell's about to ring. But uh, I'm going to read the rest. <laughs> I'm going to read the rest. And then we're going to get done. It says building your brand. You can begin building your personal brand now. Keep, you see that? It says you can begin building your personal brand right now. Identify what you want others to think about you. You control the narrative. And when somebody wants to change your narrative... Just stick with your narrative, and their narrative will fall off. I say this analogy all the time. If you have a gold name, drug through mud, that gold is still the same price. If I take a block of gold, think about this. If I take a block of gold, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Real quick, think about this. Think about this. If I take a block of gold and bring it through mud, does it change its value? So if someone takes your gold name, drags it through the mud, it doesn't change the value of your name. You don't have the time to go find everybody talking bad about you trying to change the narrative. Just stick with the narrative you already, already have. That personal branding in a nutshell. Be authentic to who you are. Your passions and values. Get input from friends and family too. What character traits do they see in you? Ask people around you. What, that's what, that should be a good activity. Today you should ask somebody you kind of trust that. That will give you that, that feedback and say, okay, what type of brand am I? Ask them, am I, am I Walmart or am I Neiman Marcus? Like, am I, am I Publix or am I Harris Teeter? Words of wisdom. Marshalls or uh, 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 Ross. Every time you work with or for customers, you build up or break down your brand. Oh, that's powerful. Even if you had a bad brand before, you can build it differently now. But don't build a good brand for years and then tear it down. Building a strong, positive, and positive personal brand while you're in high school will impact your ability to land jobs in the field. I'm telling you, it's real. Really, employers often check the social media. I don't think their kids will understand this. They literally go to your social media account. Anybody can be Google. And if your, if your, if your uh, Instagram name is sexybuns04836, you ain't going even, <laughs> even McDonald's won't even have you put a uh, beat between the uh, uh, Employers often check the social media accounts of potential employees. Your social media profiles and posts should line up with the type of personal brand you want to build. So filter what you post. Your friends aren't the only ones looking. Your personal brand doesn't stop there. The way you present yourself physically should reflect your personal brand. And the way you communicate along with how and when you show kindness and compassion. Also express your personal brand. Determine what you want to be known for. 
It's not about what you show. It's what people, what you're known for. And do those things. Then your social media personal style and the things you say and do will work together to build a personal brand you can be proud of. We'll do an activity next week. I mean, next time. Love y'all. See y'all next time.